152 yards should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. <laughs> Yo, yo, happy new year. Cheers. 2023. Welcome to the start of the PGA tour season. Um, you like long shots? You like hitting outrights? You're in the right place. This is the preferred lines podcast. My name is Joe Idoni. Um, welcome. Uh, if it's your first time joining us, we are proud and happy to have you here. Uh, if you're back as a seasoned member, it's great to see you guys again after about a month off. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy any of this content whatsoever. Um, I am just fired up to get this thing started. I don't want to waste any time before I even get into the course. We're getting the band is officially back together. Welcome to the start of the season. Chad Eckert, how you doing? Joey. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. Here, here's to you. I should say, hey, everybody, cracking beers. Yeah, baby. Listen to the 2023 uh, season. I've got a little tequila soda. Happy 2023, Chad. Any New Year's resolutions for you to speak of? Uh, Shit. Not like in real life or anything, but in golf betting, probably try to hit one of those house bets this season. My God, I was a little, uh, you know, we went high in 2021 and we went low in 2022. We're going to get to that, I'm sure. But yeah, 2023, let's go. Let's cash some money. Nothing quite uh, beats the house bet on Cam Champ. No. I I think I peaked that. It's over. Glorious stuff. So here we are, Chad, the start of 2023, our annual first stop on the tour. It's the 25th consecutive season. They've now been at the plantation course at Kapalua. We know the course well. My notes on it, obviously, like ridiculously wide fairways. Bombs away. Grip and rip on the tee box. Um, Huge putting surfaces. Slow greens. Like, being a good lag putter, three putt avoidance, those things matter. A lot of people are looking heavily at strokes gained approach this week. I've got to, like, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense strokes gain wise, Chad, but I've got short game factored in pretty heavily. And it's essentially just looking at the guys who have done well here. You have mm-hmm. Kisner, or I'm sorry, you have Spieth, you have Zach Johnson. That's the one I mentioned, not Kisner. Spieth, Patrick Reed always did well here. Justin Thomas has a couple wins. He's got really sharp short game. Obviously, Cam Smith had the magic flow in last year. Three guys broke the all-time PGA scoring record. What do you have on this place, man? What's the deal? Well, it sounds to me like the list you mentioned are masters poppers. So yeah. maybe you do an Augusta comp. Is that a fair deal? But I don't typically go heavy into the strokes gain stats and look at all that stuff on the first tournament of the year. You right. kind of have to go outside of that. Since it's been a few weeks, months, some of these people, they could have totally changed their swing speeds. We've known that we know for a fact, Joe, that some of them have been engaged, gotten married, had kids, even got new teeth. Oh, this is a, this is a, uh, it's also, a, is it a hit and giggle? Is it a birdie fast? Yeah. Do they care? Are they getting free money? So the motivation factor is a little bit there. I mean, it could be a vacation for some people. Yeah, it's so, totally like a rust shaker. But that said, once you get there on the weekend, you're 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 kind of in it at that point. Um, it's true. It's, it's you kind of have to erase all form 
So you can look at some stuff from guys from the fall. And I've found like in my notes here, going back now, I'm, I'm all the way back to 2019 now in the notes section here on my Excel sheet. Um, it just kind of pretty much ex- like says, forget the fall. Um, all slates are wiped clean. The majority of these guys have taken a little bit of a breather. They're back. Their swings are probably slightly different maybe than we saw them last time, just out of the nature of golf. They could have been making changes due to equipment. Um, it, there's a lot to really expect something Mm -hmm. that came from what we just saw maybe two months ago to expect that to carry over i don't think is a great strategy more long-term form is what i'm looking at and it's it's been a lot of winners from this 20 to 30 range which is kind of nice at a 39 man field like you can't complain about that uh cam smith was in that range justin thomas was in that range harris english was in that range so we've seen a couple in a row um any other thoughts to speak on course related or event related? Well, we can bring them up as we talk about the names because there are some that we have seen. I mean, there was a father son event that a few of these people played in mm-hmm. uh, the hero, of course, hero. president's cup. We've seen Ryder cup carryover, president cup carryover. So not just from the winning us side, but like, I think I'm looking at a couple international names now. There's so many, only so many names. So when I say that, I mean, almost DraftKings wise, cause there's, how many bets did you even make in this, on this board? I, a couple? Like, what, what do you do with yeah. 30, four, 39 people? I, I usually stick to a couple, three, four max. We'll talk about those in a second. But in like a broader spectrum thing, give me like a hot take. Spill something on me for the, the season that lies ahead. Um, what are your expectations? Do you think you see any sort of breakout star? Mm-hmm. There's something unusual that you see on the radar that could potentially happen. I know we did this show uh, – Last year around this time, some there were some things we were very wrong on and some things we were very we were, we were pretty nailed. So uh, I listened to that a, a few weeks ago when I was over, over Christmas break. What do you think, buddy? Gosh, it's sad that, you know, we had to break up the band. But I do feel like the breakup was was beneficial both sides. You know, you've you've definitely found yourself in good positions. You've got a couple of things going for yourself. Uh, worked out well for me as well. I mean, you know, the focus is back on DraftKings and on Wednesdays. Yep. When I have time at the office, typically not here in front of <laughs> wives and get mad at you. But uh, Joe, you say that you asked me for hot take. I feel real. I feel real bad. I'm letting the audience down in, in a way. Uh, I wanted to get on here and I wanted to confess something to you. Yes. Is that Spill it. I'd, Please. I, I don't have any confidence, bro. I'm I'm lost a little bit. Oh, no. uh, I mentioned off the top that I've, I had a really good 2021. We were riding high. We flew through those, you know, fall, you know, majors. It was great. We were on a, momentum was great. I don't know. I must have had a lot of things going on in my life. Took a little bit of the eye off the focus of the touting and the boards and stuff. And all of a sudden, it it you can see. You know, like golfers that don't practice, they don't play as well. I didn't play as well in 2022. So I'm losing. I'm a little, I'm sad. I don't have any confidence in who to click. So I'm hoping that maybe you could get me on the right track. Cause dude, you dominated 2022. Uh, so I feel like I was holding you back maybe, but no, yeah. I've take it, uh, you know, a couple years. I've been very, I've lost confidence. Yeah. I've been very fortunate for a couple of years. Listen, stick to the script, man. You know what you're doing. We know what we're talking about. Um, like I think great. changing anything would be would be unwise. Um, I ran into a cold spell in the middle of the summer and then got hot, hit the last major, 
hit the tour championship, got nailed three throughout the fall, capped it off with my boy Svensson, finally getting it done, who we talked about on the preview show. I remember going back. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was a fun run, but it all resets, man. Um, I think that, I don't know. I, well, what do I don't you think know if you I did should... wrong? What do you think you did wrong? I think, honestly, like last year it was all favorites or people that are good and a lot of the time I didn't feel like reaching up to those names or I felt like those names got bet too quickly down and now I'll skip it I'll go to the long shots and we didn't have long shot season at all really last year so that kind of doomed me um you know maybe the outright betting market is now becoming like how people bet first round of the NCAA tournament. So they're just looking for the long shot. They're looking for the big odd to get you a big payout four days later. And this is now a new popular thing in the betting world. Everybody has the apps. So then the books are looking around like we used to offer 40 to one on this guy. We don't need to, they're going to bet him at 22. So ha ha ha. And then by Wednesday afternoon, when I need to make the house bet, all of these numbers are just shit. And so like this could be, maybe I need to get into something outside of the outright market. And I will mention that this is a tournament of champions with 39 people. Like, do I get off? Do I start here? Do I try to pick my spots better? Because last year I did force. And you talk about this a lot. Like, don't force if you don't feel it. And Mm -hmm. I had to make a house bet every Wednesday. I had to start doing that. You know, I'm forcing it here and there. And I didn't feel it a lot. And I lose confidence. I need to reset. But I don't have time. You know, so maybe I need to choose my spots better. So there's a couple of reasons and things that I can do differently. Yeah, the one thing like I, I've just kind of noticed in the more and more content that I do, the more I prepared I try to be. So when you get prepared, you try to you feel like you can gain a leg up by the more information you're putting into your head. And you sometimes you can like paralyze yourself a little bit in that instance uh, by overanalyzing things. And it's a lot about just more of a more of a numbers game. Um I did good just sticking with things that I thought were going well. And when things go a little sour for a couple of weeks, as long as there's glimpses of hope, just stick to the plan. It worked with Svensson. Like Spieth, for instance, comes to mind. I got him at a huge number after like he disappointed everyone at the Masters. He comes back out and wins. Like I feel like there were a lot of these instances this season where um, a guy's tended to drift a little bit in form, showed a glimpse, and then all of a sudden won. So um, you know, maybe a little bit of that, but, but the more and more we, I, I get where you're coming from, the more and more you pour in, you try to lean and you try to feel these little things out. A lot of the times you just have to relinquish that the sports books know more than you. So if the, if they can see it coming, they're going to crash the number and you've just got to do whatever you can to try and maybe stay one step ahead. JT Poston was another good one. We're like, there was a glimpse, yeah. and then all of a sudden they hang up like a big number in a bad field at like 65, 70 to 1, and he wins. So, like, mm-hmm. you see a decent oh, yeah. player. Of course, I wins. wasn't on that one. Yeah, but you see a guy who, who wins at a ratio of like one every year and a half, and they start putting big numbers in a glimpse, fire away. Yeah, I know. Or as much as we love outright betting, and it's really actually the most fun thing you can do out on gambling world, but you maybe better to look at head to heads or if you have a feeling about a guy and you don't want to bet him to win the whole thing, but he looks really good, like a plus number against someone for, yeah. you know, four days of golf, be okay with winning eight off of your 10. Yeah. I hate doing that. I want to win 100 and 
50 off of my 10 mm-hmm. so whatever so anyway uh yeah let's get to the board though right are we yeah, looking dude, at let's pull it up let's pull it up it's not much, right there's now. not much to talk about that's why we kind of went i wanted to try to talk about that and get your opinion on the confidence issue 39 guys john rom i hear a train coming yeah right Good the guy's fucking crushing it right now i believe two wins a second a fourth and an eighth make up his last five starts um, he comes in a prohibitive favorite at plus 650 is the best number available. That's at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Scotty Scheffler's 10 to 1. Justin Thomas, 11 to 1. Patrick Cantlay, 11 to 1. Xander, 11 to 1. Um, those are your top five big names. Are we doing this this year, maybe, with, with a couple of changes where we're going to stick to guys 11 to 1 or what? God, right? Like, I'm trying to start to, like think if I'm going to go three or four names out of 30, I mean, that seems a lot, even if four. Yeah. So it's like, uh, but the people at the top are at the top for a reason. Where were you looking at the recent form? Do you have a specific site you want to tell me to look at? Um, I what? use Rick's site. I use fantasy okay. national. Um, okay. So Rick, we're in good in fantasy national. I look at a little bit of both. I was looking at some stuff on, on data golf as well earlier. Um, which is a pretty cool new, like if you have their, their data golf login, like a, the course history tools that they have a little bit, um, okay. I'm factoring in a little bit more course history this week than I am form just cause, um, I don't know. I'm just giving the form a little bit less of a grade. So I'm right. in turn sort of boosting that up. Um, the, the best guys terms of, in you know, versus their norm in their norm versus what they've done here at Kapalua. Uh, Sung JM is the best. Colin Morikawa, Brian Harmon, Xander, Jordan Spieth are the top five versus expectation strokes game performance. I, okay. it, for me, like, I'll be honest, I would take Justin Thomas over any of these guys. Yeah. I mean, that that's exactly what I was going to say. Honestly, like, I'm, I didn't know cut thing. There's, he likes the Hawaii thing. He's the number that's not the highest on the board. He's not the lowest on the board. Like, he's a good, decent number. He's had a little bit of play. He's got the Tiger Woods hanging out and, December. I mean, he's done a lot over the off season. He's been in the high lab. Hey, this dude got married too. Yeah. I saw him and his wife at zoo lights. I was frozen. Oh, yeah. I was. Shut so up. here's a good story. Cool. My daughter's on the carousel and <laughs> my son is kind of running around with some friends and they have this, it's, it's like a bear exhibit where you can see there's like a little bear paws and, and you have to jump and hit the bear paw. So they have one at like, they're trying to illustrate how high a bear jumps seven feet, eight feet, nine feet, 10 feet, 11 feet. And me, I'm there. I'm, you know, I've had a couple drinks. I'm like <laughs> seven feet, boom, smash it. Eight feet. It's a little bit of a running start. I get the eight footer, nine footer. I get easily. Cause now I'm kind of juiced up. The muscles oh, yeah, your are, legs are the blood's kicking, adrenaline's <laughs> pumping. And I'm like, here we go. I'm going for this 10 footer. I'm in like jeans and like a button up, you know, well, you can do it in high school in like college. Right. And I go up. Yeah. yeah. I go up for the 10 footer with kind of <laughs> come, come down, stumble a little bit. And I pick my head up and there's Justin Thomas standing right in front of me Shut with his off. wife. And I was frozen. And I give <laughs> and I look at him. I double take. He knows that I can see who he is at this point. And they're kind of just like he's like, I don't want to talk to this fucking guy. I'm like, oh shit, Justin Thomas. <laughs> I say that and he's like, hey man. And uh it just keeps moving. I was too embarrassed to ask for a picture after I wasn't able to hit the 10 footer bear claw jump. 
But yeah, that's big year ahead. That's so. Do you say. see a lot of do you, do you see a lot of golfers just randomly? No, no, I never do. I never do. This is like a. This is one of. I saw. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. The only other celebrity sighting. The only other real experience I have like that is I saw Jonas Blixt at Publix hmm. getting wine and classic. I think he might have been with a boyfriend. Oh really? <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, he might be cheating on his wife with another guy. Um, oh yeah, he's just occurrence, but that's that's all I get, man. It was pumped. Uh, what is up with Jonas Blix? Let's look at him. Google. I said to my wife, I said, "That's the number one American golfer in the world, right there." And I just embarrassed myself right in front of him. Things are going great, honey. <laughs> well, so he definitely can win this tournament. And hey, what, hasn't he won it? How many times has he won it? Yeah, twice. Um, twenty seventeen, twenty twenty. I mean, he never not tops five. Yeah, twenty seventeen, like, he won as well. Yeah, just add it to your life and then see what happens. Yeah. Because this is one of those things that you could potentially bet someone like Saturday morning, don't you think? Yeah. And I you do. could well, potentially bet them okay, live. So last as year, making- Neiman, went, Neiman went wire to wire last year. And then I had the year before, I believe Neiman was first round leader. But yeah, uh, or, or, or Smith just went off. No, yeah, year. yeah. Well, yeah, I say that. And then Cam Smith doesn't let us do that. But I feel like because it's the West Coast time zone, people aren't paying attention that you could get someone on a birdie streak on a live bet and bolster your card that way if you wanted to wait yeah so do you put anything into there's those four guys right scotty jt can't lay xander mm-hmm. i think jt is going to have the biggest year of those four i here's the other thing do you put anything at all into like he made like seven birdies and eight holes at the Capital One match. And then he played with his dad really like he's he's doing things. He played in the hero. Is there <laughs> any like, do we look at that or do we just we got married just... in a good mood? Yeah, I don't know. Probably. What a like... great upstanding young man to take his wife to the Palm Beach Zoo lights of all the things he could be doing. Good guy. <laughs> he did. Uh, but here's the thing. OK, so Rom's the hottest guy in the world. 650 I'm not betting thought about JT the one I did bet might be the third best player right now in this field and Tony Finau 16 to 1 yeah do you like I mean, that you know uh you could why narrative like wouldn't he look great with this trophy right and and it doesn't it feel like something that he would be motivated to win it I'm not trying to I like do I do feel that as well pick psyche but I love talking about narratives and psyches and non- you know, real stats. Yeah. Colin Morikawa has a little bit of that narrative as well. I believe um, in terms of some family. Yeah. He's 20 to one. Sung Jay's 20 to one. Victor's 20 to one. Like Finau's playing a lot better than any of them when they left off. And I don't love, this is going to burn me, but if I had to pick my one guy to sort of fade this year, it's, it's Morikawa again. Hmm. Um, His, when looking at his victories, they don't come from his iron play. They come from short game and putting every time that he's finished first or second, he's gained like four and a half strokes putting or short game. And he is not a good putter and he's not a good chipper. So like expecting that to happen for him to win when he's not proficient, like Victor's not a good chipper. Morikawa was barely better than Victor last year. And Vic's a lot better putter than Colin is. So, like, yeah. those two things had to go right on his run of victories. Now, can that come back? Yes. His iron play is not going to go anywhere. He's one of the top five, maybe top three 
iron players in the world. The driver's smooth. The driver's going to hit fairways. But I just don't think he's going. I just he's going to struggle. He's going to miss cuts, and he's going to. It's going to be tough for him to get back on the right track. Um, and especially at these type of numbers, like you're not going to see great numbers because they know the high end upside of him. But that's really hard to predict. A guy who doesn't normally chip and putt well to chip mm-hmm. and putt well. So, are you the type of better or person that clicks on DraftKings like? Do you want to be first or are you trying to see it first and then click it later? And then because like some of these people, they go, we've seen it go ebbs and flows and up the ri- yeah. uh, roller coaster ride and down the roller coaster ride. And sometimes you're like, oh, this is the end. He got to the bottom of the roller coaster. It's my time. I'm going to click him today. We did this with Brooks for like the longest time, you and me. Yeah. So I feel like, are we going to do this with the whole? Yeah, you might be right. We might, I might try to do this this whole year with Morikawa again just because we've seen it. I mean, I've been trying to what i try to do is like evaluate where i think the gambling and public perception are of a player so those two barometers and then where is mine so i think that the sports books respect colin morikawa enough to never really give us a great number on him no matter what how bad of a three-month stretch he's on you're never going to get more than 30 to one I also think that um, the public perception on him from the majority of people that I respect and I'm friends with is that he's going to have a big bounce back year. I'm not quite there on either of those things with him. So that's where I just like sort of temper my expectations. And I'm much higher on Sungjae. I would like to do a little bit higher on Vic. But I think that Morikawa is going to have more success in the majors than Hovland. Um, throughout his career and maybe this year but I think Vic might have a better season in terms of uh, victories and top fives yeah see I can see where people people are on the Morikawa thing because they've they're just like they're not ready to like say he's not going to be elite anymore so then they see that 20 to 1 number and they think well, it's been 30, 60, 90 days. He's got to have it figured out. He figured out whatever was ailing him over last season. Uh, he's played really well here a couple of top tens or whatever. So like, I don't know. I think that I could, I can see why people are talking themselves into it. But then again, if you're going to bet anybody and you want to, and, and you have to look your fucking self in the mirror and be like, are you going to risk your money, your real hard earned money on Kyle Morikawa when Rom and JT and even Scheffler and even Xander and Finau and all these freaking names are right there. Just a little bit above, take a little less, profit off of your plate because this is why people are so excited about Morikawa too is because it's like oh it's more profit for someone that has the same exact upside as did I lose you <laughs> I think Chad just dipped um, while I wait for him to come back here's a little further illustration on Morikawa wait here he is hold on sorry hey bud did you just exit the chat my my no, nah, I didn't try to end the broadcast this time. Oh, I promise okay. you that. So here's the thing about more. <laughs> Sorry, Morikawa, I was ranting, but I don't remember. Um, people. So John Rom had a not a great season putting, not a great season chipping, and people are going to, I think, put like Morikawa in this sort of realm, similar to Rom, where they can win despite 
gaining strokes putting and gaining strokes around the green. And I don't think that that's fair. He's not as good as Rom. Like, like off the tee, John Rom is number one. Uh, Morikawa is 14th in the field. So he's, he's barely above the midway point, and John Rom is head and shoulders above. So what he can do, Colin can't necessarily do. Now, 39-man field, I don't want to get into a, a bashing Morikawa rant, but 35th in strokes gain around the green, 35th in strokes game putting in a 39-man field. Victor, to, to illustrate my point here, is 38th in strokes gain around the green. Very bad there. 13th in putting. So at least he has something. You know what I'm saying? So both of those mm-hmm. things working very negatively in your game and then um, you know, being reliant on those in the majority of your victories are the reasons that I'm not I'm not incredibly high over it. Okay, so then clearly you just go to Sung JM right there at 22 or 20. Do you like that? Did you would you bet that? I mean, he he possesses the elite skills. He, I know he just isn't he isn't like he is supposed to be achieving now versus before we'd like he's going to be someone and his potential is X, Y and Z. I feel like it's like the, it's a little about we're close to what Xander felt a couple mm-hmm. seasons ago and maybe still a little bit feels about the majors. There's been players that just we've expected more. And then now I'm like, OK, let me sh- let me fucking see it at 20 to one, dude. Really? You're gonna be a be- you're gonna be a better bet than Morikawa, and I shouldn't just take one guy at the top who can actually win this event. But so I mean, to two you know, victories, the Shriners and the Honda. I know. See, that's what I'm saying. So like, it, this is the season for, of Sungjae. I've said it. I've said it a lot. Yeah. But I'm hoping that if and it's. He, he does feel like the guy that would come in here and have it sh- his shit together. And here's another point I wanted to make. I remember when John Rom got married. We've talked about people that have gotten married. Do you want to hear the names? Because I have it on my Twitter account. You can go find yeah. me. Edina Realty. Realtor. There's a lot Jade. of marriages, man. Who's the I most eligible? Jade. Who's the most eligible bachelor on the PGA Tour right now? Single man. Uh, well, Cantley's engaged. Who's uh, Cameron Young has a kid. Is it oh, Victor? Oh, God, probably. It might be Vic. I was going to say it was Bryson back when Cantlay's the more- toast, when- Scheffler's toast, Xander's done, Finau's done, Morikawa's done, Sungjae's done, Cameron Young's done. What about Will Fitzpatrick? I think, is on. I think he's done. Oh, no, Sam Burns, dude. Come on. Wait, Burns is married. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's married. Yeah, Burns is married. He's had the same girl for multiple okay. victories. So then it's Oma's so- done. Maybe Tom Kim. Yeah, I was going to say, it's our boy Tom Kim. He's cute. 19 you know he's gonna end up with some sick sweet okay whatever he's gonna end up with some girl <clears throat> back to my really point mean. about sung jay and all the marriages okay they're in trying to impress their new father-in-law think about that <laughs> so if they have father-in-laws whatever i don't know great points do. to me on the mayo draft that he married a korean woman and that can go one of two ways <gasps> if you oh, flip the coin yeah. as heads great he's in for a great career but tails he gets the wrong korean woman and could derail his career, he told me. Honestly, that's enough to get me to not bet Sungjae this week. I'm, I need to not do this. Like, I see signs to not do it. And I'm like, oh, fuck it, Sungjae. Here's my money yeah. in the garbage can. So, Well, the easiest bet, like, just take a couple, shave a couple points and go with Finau, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so you just take two so from Sung-Jay the top and shut both. the fuck up and leave this week. Sungjae's had two career wins. Finau has been 
All of a sudden, now up to five victories. In 2022, he had three all toward the end of the season. Um, let me read you off his strokes gain totals the last 50 rounds. T to green, first. Ball striking, second. Short game, first. Off the tee, third. Approach, sixth. Around the green, fourth. Putting, second. DraftKings points, first in the field. He's playing awesome, and he's the yeah. seventh guy on the board in a short field. There's only so many people that are like considered technically underdogs at their current odds. And you could talk yourself into it as Tony Fino based on what you just mentioned statistically and wins wise. Everyone else seems overvalued for what their potential. Yeah. Um, okay, here's some other guys. Cam Young, 22 to 1. Fitz, 22 to 1. Burns, 28 to 1. Tom Kim, 30 to 1. Jordan Spieth, 31. Will Zalatoris. 33. I haven't seen that one out there, but there's a 33 to one now. Uh, we'll stretch it down to home at 35. Those are all the guys sub 40 to one. Any bets for you? Well, it feels to me that Spieth, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things does not belong. Jordan Spieth at the President's Cup, we talked off the top that you want someone with that President Cup form. Spieth was five and oh. He yeah. has played not only the match on TNT, the father son, he's been involved. He's been, uh, 30 to one at an Augusta comp. We just also mentioned. So mm -hmm. that seems like it doesn't belong. So I take a I take a stab at Spieth. I'm between these two of of Kim and Spieth. My board actually has them flip. So it has uh, I have Spieth at 25 to one Kim at 28. These are a bit better numbers. Um, both, I think. So the course is almost 7600 yards, which seems long. However, it is coastal, so it's basically right at sea level. But a lot of the tee boxes are vastly elevated. You're hitting on a downhill shoot. Um, the, the ball is going to roll 340, 350 yards and to a 50-yard wide fairway. It's not hard for these guys to just pound it. Um, the short yeah. game is where really both of these guys are awesome. Speed, do, how, like he putted great at the President's Cup. I don't know if that was enough for me. So I think that I'm actually leaning Tom Kim. He's not long. Okay. He hasn't done it in a field quite like this, but I don't think he's scared of anything. I don't think no. that um, I believe that he probably put in just as many hours over the month break as anybody here on the, on the driving range in terms of the, what he had on his schedule over the holidays and practice. Um, that's hard to lean into, but a guy's just playing awesome. He's playing with confidence. He's a great putter. He's a great chipper. And, uh, I think I'm going to take that at 30 to one. I mean, you do have choo to factor choo. this in like Jordan Spieth's yeah. wife's showing up like, honey, this is a vacation. And whereas Tom Kim is like, I need to focus on making a million dollars. I mean, I, I, this is the, one of these elevated money payouts. This is just a money grab. So Spieth, I don't know. He may not even give a fuck. All right, where is Spieth not good? Putting. He's 34th in putting in a 39-man field over the last 50 last rounds. <clears throat> Tom Kim is 22nd, so Tom Kim doesn't necessarily excel at anything. Jordan's best attribute is strokes gain around the green, where he's just awesome. He's fourth. Makes sense. All right, let's move it down a little bit. Aaron Wise, everyone's favorite player this year, 40 to 1. Brian Harmon, 45. Hideki, 45. Henley, 45. Adam Scott, 50. Power 50. I'm just going to open up the rest of the board. 
Keegan, 60. Sahith Thagala, Sahith Thagala, excuse me, 60 to 1. Connor, 66. Billy Ho, 75. KH Lee, 80. The Long Shot Bombs, 80 to 1. Hoagie, Hughes, triple digits, 100 to 1. My boy Svensson, 125. Poston, 125. Seb Straka, Scott Stallings, JJ Spawn, Trey Mullenix, Luke List, Chez Revy, Chaz Ramey, Ryan Bram. All huge odds. Anything up there for you, Mr. Eckert? Well, it's just shocking that these names are involved in what is dubbed the Tournament of Champions. And you've got hey, Ryan Brown and Chad Ramey. You can't deny it. No, What did Brown win? Barbasol? That, that's what I'm saying. I can't even remember. Ramey One of those offshoot random. I don't know. Um, I do like K.H. Lee as far as okay. if I was going to stab, but I'm not doing that like this is more like you're trying to talk me into DraftKings plays in the 7k range that you're gonna have to fit in your lineup and like i feel like i made a few of those lineups that have kh lee as a as a stocking stuffer saver so i don't know what's his odds kh lee like uh 80 to 1 yeah like, 80 that's even dumb too like i wouldn't do that i do a top five i'd probably find that and then hoagie can always throw darts we've seen hoagie but i think hoagie's more like a first round bet or in a jock market world tom hoagie might be a great buy off the ipo and sell after round one this is definitely his mo so you could even potentially say he had a bad round i'm gonna buy him over on friday night or saturday night and wait till he has a good round because he does throw darts this is tom hoagie's mo so maybe those two here's who i got 100 to one mackenzie hughes yeah Um, okay because he's a putter a couple of reasons mainly because he's a putter two Four out of his last five tournaments were top 25 finishes, including the first place at the Sanderson Farms, which he won on the beginning of October. So a, a recent form, at least he gets something there. Um, three, he's he's one of the best, as you mentioned, putters and short game guys in the field, which I feel like is something that I see a correlation to that maybe not many other people are going to connect those dots as much as I am, which could give me a little bit of value in turn. He's number sixth in around the green, um, fourth in strokes gain putting. So extremely proficient. Where is he bad? He's the worst man in the field off the tee because he can't hit a fucking fairway. He's not Hmm. long and he's not accurate. This place could help him with that, I think. Hmm. So it's going to mitigate what is his biggest weakness. And I'm putting more of an emphasis on what is his biggest strength and he's 100 to 1. That's my third bet so far. Hmm. Tom Kim, Mackenzie Hughes, Tony Finau. What do you think, bud? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably recommend that you don't do it outright when you get down to the Mackenzie Hughes level human beings. But because I know the ROMs of the world are just going to ruin your life on Sunday afternoon, yes. he's going to be in contention. And then you at least got that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to get that out. Now, Live betting is like crack cocaine, so just be careful of that. Like you can start throwing it off, and like your money just disappears. But so you could end up like being like, "Oh, I got the Hughes at hundred to one. How great is this?" Now that it's going head to head with Rom, and Rom's two to one at this point. Let me get half my money back. Whatever you could do these things with Joe's one hundred to one on Mackenzie Hughes, but maybe top five. But again, this is the tournament of champions. Skip this. But don't hedge, Chad. Save your don't hedge. Maybe that's your thing. Maybe, oh, maybe you're, I, you're was, I lost all my money hedging be, and then I lost it all. Be no more live betting and hedging. 
I know. I'm, I need to behave you only myself. Had to for that guy who was going to make like half a million dollars if uh, somebody won the World Cup. Did you see that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Then you hedge. Yeah. Then you hedge. Yeah. Well, in that scenario, my wife is not letting me not hedge. But you play yeah. for the new carpet, baby. Yeah, we do, and and that's the best part. And so, yeah, and I love content. I love making content. You can follow me on Twitter at Dino Real Cheat, and I may make a house bet for this tournament. I doubt it. I think I'm gonna save it for a full field when I get better odds on human beings. But yeah, it's been real, Joe. Uh, how's the fam? Everything good, good over there? Man. How's the realty business holding up? Are we slowing down? Are we in like one of those things, or are we still running hot? I mean. I haven't had a closing since October, so budget, you know, we're trying to budget life uh, based on no one, you know, fear mongers are out there telling everybody not to buy a house. So we're fine. You know, we're floating along. I got pretty good prospects for 2023. We're having a great time. I mean, I, I've had, you know, I'm stepping up each year. So it's not like, I don't know, I'm not trying to slow down, even though the rates are trying to slow me down. Are you having more children? Nope. Cut my dick off before I do that, Joe. <laughs> Fuck. No, are you going to have a third? It's it's a lot. It's, oh my I don't think so. What is it? You got no. any advice for me? Uh, I'd say no. Don't have a third. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love kids. And it's it was a magical time with Christmas. Don't worry. Sun Sarah's not watching. October. Yeah, three kids is a chore, but it's fun. It's a good chore. We're, you know, and Joe, you're a good dad. Do a lot for your fam. I see it on Twitter and Instagram. You're a good man. You see it on Instagram. I keep the fam mostly on Instagram. True. I don't want to. Actually, I got um, my son had a cool little school moment and yeah. I like tweeted something about it. And, and people came after me for like putting out a picture of like my kid. Like, this isn't Facebook. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. So I'm going to keep that on the gram. Just special for you and my my. Uh, 26 followers yeah joe these degenerates they need a hardcore tout they don't need this soft shit that they have to filter through to get to the names and the reasons and the takes <laughs> you I'm know so soft, dude look man what is things i found out is uh and i i found this out with the dfs open i i kind of assumed chad that um that we're all just friends on here, that we all get along, that we're all best friends. We all like the same things. We like to talk about golf. We like to make nonsense on the internet. We, we enjoy watching golf. We degenerately throw our money away that are, we hard earn. So we should all just be great friends. But what I found out is, um, I don't know, not everyone likes each other. Interesting. It's weird, hey, right? That is life. Such is Such life, Joe. But well, I life. still like you, even though we broke up publicly uh, via podcast. But I mean, I don't know. We're still friends in real life, IRL. We are still friends. Hey, I made preferred lines. Uh, we the preferred lines is officially incorporated. By the way, hell yeah, it is because you've got, I mean, a big sponsor this year, uh, Fantasy Golf Pod. Yeah, yeah, Fantasy <laughs> Golf Pod, huge sponsor <laughs> this year. Sponsor I had to you? incorporate to uh, shave off some tax money. Oh, that's brilliant. Good idea, actually. I should probably do Thanks, that. Thanks, dude. Um, did uh, did your tax say? guy tell you how to do that? Yeah, great. There's there's great tax people out there. Here's <laughs> you look at you. <laughs> didn't apply. Sorry, producer, I just took man. over the producer role. Oh, JB. Um, oh, you guys are you guys I love oh, everything Joe. about golf and golf season and golf betting. And I love it all. Don't you, John? And you're welcome to come on this wednesday program on the fantasy golf pod youtube page anytime you want you if you can pop in we'd love to have your face i love it comments. um 
I have the Jock Market Show Wednesdays. What time do you guys usually go? 4.20, or actually 5.20 Eastern, we're trying to say. 4.20 oh, Central. Oh, I see what you did there. A little SEO. What a nice time slot. You guys uh, are great. You know, right before the drive time. You don't even have to watch it live. You just wait for it are to we, uh, We're going this Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. Well, All right, of course. Check chat uh, out there. Um, the founder, the godfather, the legend that began preferred lines himself, Chad Eckerd. What a pleasure to talk to you. Good luck this golf season. We'll catch up in a couple weeks. Win some money. And don't end the show. I have to do my outro. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love you. Bye, buddy. See ya. Okay. That was a great show. Thank you to Chad. Thank you to you. If you check this out on the audio version, make sure to like, subscribe, sub. I will be doing some content this season. Excited and fired up to get in the in the uh, in the dirt with the tour junkies, guys. Um, always appreciate my people as always, Josh. Chad, um, check out their program as well. Wednesdays at 520 Eastern time. Um, thank you. New Year's resolution this year. Okay. Say no more to people. Say yes more to my family. So say yes more to my wife and kids. Every time I say yes to them, I never really regret it. I tend to overextend myself and say yes to other people that don't matter to me quite as much as they do. So my goal for this year is to say yes one or two more times. My wife says yes to everything. I've got to be that no parent. You know, there's always a no parent where someone is always going to say, um, they can say anything. Can we go to Target? No, I'm that guy. This year, I'm going to say yes one more time throughout 365 days. No promises, babe. Love you all. Thanks for checking out Preferred Lines. I'm going to announce, okay, so this week, big week for me. I'm flying to Vegas on Thursday. Yes. And I'm going to be participating in a live draft for the Rick Run Good Fantasy League at the Wynn Casino in Las Vegas. I'm playing golf with the boys. It's going to be a great weekend. Um, I'm going to announce my winner from the Tour Junkies Nut Hut Contest to be a co-owner on my team, the Palm Beach Coconuts, here very shortly on the page. As soon as I get off the air here, I will try to do that. Thank you all for checking me out. This is Preferred Lines. I'm at Tour Picks Joe Idoni. Peace. Have a good one. Good luck this week. Cash a winner. Aloha. Later.